Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, 12th of November, and the market's having a bit of a pause today. An okay night on Wall Street. Futures were up 32 this morning on the back of Dow Jones down 23. But we've got a bit of reversal of the last few days with the NASDAQ doing a bit better, up 2.2% as the big tech stay-at-home beneficiaries see a bit of buying on weakness. But overall today, market not doing too much. We had a high of up 21. We're currently up three. Going backwards today, our recent vaccine beneficiaries, banks and travel. Some of the real estate investment trusts also cooling down and energy cooling down as well. So a bit of a reversal from the last few days, but nothing major. Tech's going okay today. APT's up 4.5%. And there's a bit of a bounce in things like Redbubble up 4% and Kogan up 3% today. And some of those motor stocks bouncing back. So a bit of a reversal today. Although the news isn't materially different from previously, except there is a bit of focus on virus cases Italy have hit a million cases, Europe responsible for 25% of deaths now, record numbers in the US. Vaccine hope still there. There are clearly issues that the Pfizer vaccine needs to be stored at minus 70, which is going to be a struggle for some undeveloped nations, but okay for Western nations. And there are other vaccines in the pipeline that don't require that sort of treatment. Interesting that the Russian vaccine is 92% effective. I wonder if Pfizer's vaccine had been 100% effective, whether the Russian vaccine would be 102% effective anyway. Trump's legal challenges continue, although he would have to do something truly remarkable, reversing three states to win the election. So I hope that continues to be a bit of a red herring. Now, a bit of stock news around today. Before we get into the strategy bits, zero up 2% today on an update this morning, record highs. NAB's gone ex-dividend today, 30 cents. Wes Farmers, which we hold in income but not in growth, up 3% on announcement that Bunning sales are up 25% in the last four months. And across their omni-channel retail business, Bunnings, Kmart, Target and Officeworks, sales are up 166%. So that's basically online retailing and Woolworths had an AGM today the share price up a little bit but they did talk about the extra costs of moving online and that all the retailers are getting better at selling online and that's clearly the big message from COVID is retailers need to get on the internet and some are doing it quicker than others. Interesting earnings guidance from Nine Entertainment NEC up 8% today on earnings guidance expecting earnings to be up 30% in the first half as advertising rebounds. Advertising is one of those cyclical sectors. It is a discretionary spend and it requires business confidence, economic growth. And here's Nine Entertainment saying that it is coming back. It has implications for all the media companies. Advertising spends very cyclical. News Corp's up 5% this morning, possibly on the back of the Nine commentary as well which makes us wonder whether we should be looking at media as a cyclical recovery sector as well. We don't really have it at the moment. The obvious play, which we did hold, but we sort of gave up on, is Media OML. I've got a chart of that in the strategy piece today, but they're an obvious play on media, cyclical media, and travel as well. All their advertising signs are next to the roads. People aren't going to pay 40 grand to have their ad on a 
media sign whilst everybody's locked up at home so as we all get unlocked you imagine the spend on outdoor advertising is going to increase anyway they are they were rather over three dollars at the end of last year they're now a dollar sixty might be worth a look trends pretty good but the big news today is Telstra which we hold in the income portfolio has been a disappointment they've reconfirmed earnings guidance this morning and the stock's up five percent I think it might be up more now it's up, oh no, less, 4.7%. And they are proposing a restructure, splitting themselves into three legal entities, which is seen as a precursor to them buying the NBN. The market likes it. Before this announcement, UBS, the brokers like it as well. Before this announcement, UBS had a buy recommendation and a target price of 370 cents. Current share price is 313. Credit Suisse has 385 as their target price, and those prices are 24% above and 29% above the current share price, both with buy recommendations. And Macquarie has a 350 target price, 17% above the current share price and a buy recommendation. So their research tomorrow, which hasn't been updated since I think August, their research tomorrow is doubtless going to be positive. There is absolutely no reason to be telling people to sell Telstra at this price. As a broker, if you want any commission, I'm afraid anyone who wanted to sell it has sold it. But look at the chart in the strategy piece as well. There's a buy signal on the weekly chart. I put the weekly chart in there. It's still oversold. It's got a bottoming MACD. So the chart is giving us buy signals. And you wonder whether this is the big trend changer, a major pivot point, or a blip. We will read the research tomorrow, but Telstra clearly getting more interesting. Other quick things this morning, volatility. Look at the VIX volatility chart. It is significantly improving or falling, not back to bull market levels, but heading that way now, which is good. The oil price up again overnight, obvious beneficiary of a pandemic recovery if we're going to get one. And as I looked at the buy and sell signals this morning on the charts, there were a host of energy stocks from the big ones to the smaller ones, Cooper Energy, Caroon, Beach Petroleum. And as you probably know, we bought into the energy sector or re-bought into the energy sector earlier this week. Come to that in a minute. Uh, the energy sector chart is also in the strategy piece today. You'll see that has clearly bottomed, broken the downtrend. And as I say, we've bought into that. Right, to the portfolios. Yesterday, rather the day before yesterday, we made a load of changes to the growth portfolio and the income portfolio rotating out of COVID beneficiaries into what we expect to be vaccine beneficiaries. All the details are in the strategy piece today. Go and have a look at those. And in the ETF portfolio, just to make the point, I've gone and sold today the gold, the VanEck ETF over the New York Stock Exchange Gold Miners Index, which has done us no good at all. It's only a 4%, 5% holding. And I've sold that and rotated that into another ETF called Fuel, F-U-E-L, listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. It's a better shares ETF. And it tracks the performance of an index that includes the largest global energy companies outside Australia. It's hedged into Australian dollars, though. Main holdings, things like ExxonMobil, Chevron, Total, BP, Royal Dutch Shell, ConocoPhillips. There are the links in the strategy piece to the fact sheets on that ETF. But it, it just makes the point, and the charts are in there as well, just makes the point that if we are going into a post-pandemic recovery... 
Then gold as a defensive risk-off store of value is presumably not going to perform as well as the heavily oversold energy sector as a vaccine arrives and travel resumes, which is going to drive demand for fuel oil and the oil price, hopefully. So have a look at the charts and you'll see the fuel ETF oversold and bottomed and gold overbought and topping. So we don't want to be making changes or trading in this ETF portfolio. The whole idea is to have low cost, low volatility, low activity. But this week is quite a pivotal moment in theme changes. So changing the theme from gold to basically the oil price or energy. So now we've got 20% exposure to the S&P 500, 10% to the FANGS Plus stocks through the FANG ETF, 5% of cybersecurity, the HACK ETF, and the rest is in compounding exposures to the Australian market. And you can look at all the portfolios. You don't have to go to the newsletter. You can go to the portfolios tab at the top of the newsletter every day. And those portfolios are updated on Friday. I've updated both of them in the last 20, all of them, sorry, in the last 24 hours. So you can go to the portfolios tab on the website and see all our portfolios and holdings and weightings. And I've also included in the strategy piece a link to the uh, Marcus Today ETF spreadsheet, which gives you all the listed ETFs on the ASX and links through to their websites. Right, that's about that. Bit of a quiet day. Technical observations today, almost no sell signals of note and a bunch of buy signals. A2 Milk, have a look at that. I know they have genuine fundamental issues, but it's a bottom left to top right chart. It's come off significantly and just posted a buy signal. Have a look at that weekly chart right at the perfect point of support on the uptrend support line. Can we buy A2 Milk? We bought it. We do actually hold it in the growth portfolio as a play on an improvement in trade relations with China. Hasn't paid off so far. We did the same with Treasury Wine Estates where there's also a buy signal today. We're happy to hold that, but that chart is quite interesting. The, the game with charts is not really to be trading. It's to be spotting bottom left to top right stocks stocks with long-term uptrends and catching them at the bottom of the trading range. So that's where A2M is at the moment. AGL bottoming, but that's a horrible top left to bottom right chart rather than bottom left to top right. But it is bottoming. We're not buying it. BHP finally broken this downtrend that's been in place since August. Buy signal on BHP, which we've recently topped up on. Buy signal on Bank of Queensland, Beach Petroleum, Cooper Energy... Event hospitality, I think Tom in Chris's absence has added that as a trade today in the trading section. New hope or no hope coal, as Henry calls it, having a bit of a resurrection. Buy signal there and Westpac as well with a buy signal. The banks are either going sideways or recovering, but Westpac was $26 before the pandemic, $18 now. Bond yields are rising, which is good for the banks on presumably some economic optimism. We added them to the income portfolio in the last few days. Certainly didn't add them in the growth portfolio. But certainly if you were a retiree investor, although the dividends they paid this week are rather pitiful, you would be getting more optimistic that we're going to get some dividend normalization where payout ratios go from 50% to 95% again sooner rather than later if a vaccine arrives. Anyway, the banks are settling down nicely. 
as fears dissipate. That's about that. Reed Henry's take today for his take on the strategy. He's sitting with a bit too much cash, as he admits, in the small company's portfolio at the moment. Just to give some of you an idea, there are some stocks that haven't made money in his portfolio, but just to give you a few of them. Long Short Fund, he's up 64%. Panoramic Resources, he's up 50%. PKS, up 67%. TNT, he's up 778%. WBT, up 415%. Z1P, is up 290%. BTH, up 53%. And it goes on. If you don't know, Henry is our... Has got or has got a fascination for smaller companies. He attends small companies lunches, meets with companies, and enjoys chasing them around. And he puts them all all the ideas. I'm not sure you can call it a, a portfolio. It's just a group of individual stock picks. But look at Henry's take for that. He also writes a bit of strategy. I cannot control him, <laughs> and I don't want to either. He will be on. Osbiz at 12 o'clock today with David Koch for an hour talking about 10 stocks. We've also got a buy, hold, sell on McPherson's group today, or McPherson's Limited rather, MCP. Have a look at that with the conclusion that there is a lot to like here, says Chris. Right, that's about that. Basic strategy, we're fully invested, betting that the vaccine news is going to persist and betting that these oversold value recovery sectors are going to outperform from here. Very happy about the election results, settling down the markets, getting rid of some of Trump's volatility and instability, which will be a tremendous relief to fund managers like us and investors, not to have to put up with tweets on a whim every 24 hours in the middle of the night. So all is looking good. As I leave you, Dow Jones futures down 22. It seems our market has lost the will to be volatile this morning. Up two. We could all do with a bit of predictability, stability, which build the foundations for a new bull market. All the ingredients are there at the moment. We're positioned for it. Let's hope it happens. You have a good day and I will speak to you tomorrow.